following is a secure foundation broadcast. If you do not have the proper security clearance to listen to this broadcast, please turn off your listening device now and turn yourself in to the police. Our personnel will take it from there. Commencing playback of deadly auditory cognito hazard in three, two, one. Secure Contained Podcast, a show that explains and discusses every aspect of the SCP Foundation, one topic at a time. I'm your co-host, David. And I'm your co-host, Soren. And today we're talking about the Global Occult Coalition. And let me tell you, there's not a lot... The information is a lot harder to come by. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of tales to sort through, and a lot of them aren't particularly relevant. It's it's interesting, especially considering, because we've seen it a couple times, actually, within... Yeah. I think the regular SCPs as well as in some of the other groups of interest, they're referenced a, a decent amount. So you Yeah, this whole thing be... is... Yeah, it's kind of spread out everywhere. Just, like, you notice it a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so they are a group of interest, obviously, that are meant to be at least kind of close to as powerful as a foundation. Um, they're largely a political force uh, and are run by the United States. United Nations Secret Council of 108, or 108, I don't know. Uh, yeah, 108 people, I believe. Yeah, they're like a, a group similar to the Illuminati in, in that they run the world from, like, behind the scenes and everything. Um, which actually kind of makes sense why there isn't a lot of info on them, because it's like, everyone knows about them, but no one knows about them. Like, no one knows yeah. stuff about them. They're also, rather than containing anomalies and things, they just destroy them, because... Oh, yeah, yeah, Of course they do. Yeah, I remember that. Um, so, uh, we can go ahead and read the, um, the about page, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so this is scp Just the kind dash, of the top part. Mm-hmm, this is scp-wiki.net forward slash goc-hub-page. Once again, it's, it's just the hub for the, the Global Occult Coalition. Um, so the, for the about, it says the Global Occult Coalition was a group of interest created by Kane Pathos Crow in the early days of the SCP Foundation wiki. Inspired by a creepypasta about how the Soviet Red Army killed God in the 1950s, it postulated the existence of a separate but equally powerful force in the paranormal world. The SCP Foundation was dedicated to finding, capturing, and containing paranormal objects. The coalition would be dedicated to a much different, more direct approach, outright destruction of the paranormal. Since then, the concept has been refined somewhat into the current iteration. The Global Occult Coalition is now intended to be an openly political organization, taking actions that affect the world stage. Seen in, their light, seen in that light, their policy of destruction of paranormal objects differ from the SCP Foundations. If the Foundation of the Jailers and the Coalition are the executioners, but, like any executioner, they cannot act without the, mission, without the permission of a judge and jury, United Nations Secret Council of 108. Global Occult Coalition stories take their inspiration from any number of fictional works about global conspiracies that secretly control the world, i.e. The Laundry Series by, Carl's, by Charles Strauss, Delta Green and Call of Cthulhu by Chaosium, uh, the Illuminatus Trilogy, Mike Mignola's Hellboy, etc., with a strong dose of Tom Clancy-style modern-day action thriller. There's still a horror element, but the focus is no longer on the things that lurk in the darkness, but on the people who watch over us in the night, like Santa. Yeah, I mean... Do they You're have not one wrong. of him? I really hope so. Oh, do. okay. I remember this. It was mentioned in a tale at one point, but its number was like 7,000 something. Hey. So that slot has been reserved for it. 
Okay. So whenever they reach that, it's going to be there. <laughs> so it, it's, it's going to be a little thing. bit, but we will get to it. Yeah, because I think it's been mentioned before, but it, that was the first time it was given an actual number, and it, it was a popular tale, so okay. they just kind of... It's just I think it's like 7-4 something. Okay. Well, we might have to wait a couple of years, but we'll get to it. <laughs> yep. Eventually, Santa will exist. I... Okay, yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to re- read the mission? Uh, sure. Uh, this is back in character, I believe. Okay. And there's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our mission, to keep the peace and maintain friendly relations between occult organizations. They didn't do so well with that. Protect <laughs> humanity against all threats paranormal, parascientific, and paratemporal, and take any actions required to ensure the survival of the human race. The Charter... The GOC Charter resolved that in the early years of the 20th century, the rising emergence of hostile paranormal, parascientific, and paratemporal entities constitutes a clear and present threat to the survival of humankind. Resolved that in the wake of the Second World War and the concurrent Seventh Occult War, that no single nation can be relied on to effectively respond to parathreats due to the concerns of nationalism and international conflict. Resolved that the necessity of responding to said pair of threats is of mo- utmost importance and must by necessity supersede any concerns of national, regional, or cultural self-interest. Therefore, we, the undersigned leaders of 108 major paranormal organizations, authorize the formation of an international organization dedicated to keeping the peace and identifying, neutralizing, and containing said pair of threats, being the highest authority in such matters, superseding all national, international, and otherwise corporeal interests. Be it further resolved that this global occult coalition shall be placed under the independent aegis of the United Nations, and that such an organization shall be provided whatever resources necessary in perpetua, and that said organization shall be given the authority to use any means necessary to maintain the peace, or should peace be impossible to ensure the survival of humankind. Signed, signatures redacted, classified level Q by order of GOC High Command. It's actually kind of funny because I was going to, as you were reading that, I was going to say they're almost kind of like the United Nations of like paranormal stuff but then it, it actually mentioned that they were literally put underneath the united nations so yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah the fivefold mission first mission is survival the global occult coalition shall hold the survival of the human race against all threats paranormal parascientific and paratemporal as their highest mission superseding all others the second mission is concealment as no as knowledge of para threats would result in mass panic and heavy casualties among the human population the Global Occult Coalition shall conceal the existence of said parathreat from the general public. Third mission, protection. Although considered expendable as necessary in pursuit of the first mission, individual human beings, including operatives of the GOC, shall be protected whenever possible. Fourth mission, destruction. As the existence of parathreats is in itself anathemia, anathema. anathemia to the survival of the human race, no unnecessary risks are to be taken to ensure the survival of parathreats. Fifth mission, education. The Global Occult Coalition shall make every effort to expand the base of knowledge regarding para-threats. Oh, and I just realized, too, that the, the you know, they always have the insignia as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's the United Nations, but with, like, isn't that the Satanic Star? No, I, uh, maybe. I'm pretty sure that's, like, the Satanic Star, but flipped. It's not connected on the things, so I don't know. It's close, though. <laughs> it's It's got parts going over and under each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that's, like, with the, um, I forget what it's called, the pentagram or whatever, the star is, like, usually drawn like that or something. I don't know, man. Who knows? Spooky. Either way, spooky. We're gonna go with that. (laughs) Yeah, it's over that, and it has the, 
protection, concealment, survival, education, destruction on mm-hmm. the things. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to go over uh, really quick some of the um, famous incidents. This is still on, on the hub. Um, yeah, there's three big ones that are just big. Mm-hmm. The first one is the Seventh Occult War. Don't know what happened to the first six, but whatever. Um, an occult war yeah, coinciding... The site never mentions anything but the seventh one. Oh, okay. That's interesting. For the most um, part. I, it's probably somewhere. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, an occult war coinciding with the Second World War, triggered by an attempt by the SS... Uh, an Anerby? An, an Anerby. I think an we Anerby. had this one before. I Yeah, I recognize the word. Okay, but the SS Anerby and the Thule uh, Jesselshaft... I think that's right. To take advantage of the destruction of LTE-0913-X-Machina to complete the right of Solomon. The events of this war led to the founding of the Global Occult Coalition as a safeguard against further such actions by rogue organizations. Uh, McCarthy-Truman UFO Scandal of 1951. An illegal attempt to militarize para-threat technology by the United States government leads to the deaths of the first GOC strike team, uh, 0001 Alpha, and the straining of relations between the coalition and the U.S. government. And then finally, the Cornwall Incident, 1990, redacted. Uh, a cult based around uh, KTE-9927-Black, or the Goddess, attempts to complete an illegal magical working. Following a timeline restructuring, GSC covert operative Ukulele successfully liquidates KTE-9927-Black, but suffers severe injuries as a result. Marks the only time in GSC history that procedure pizzicato has been implemented, albeit unsuccessfully. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, they have some descriptions of the other organizations. It's basically just saying what we already know. Like the chaos uncertainty is known to have roots in the foundation. Relationship is sketchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether they're things. Marshall Carter and Dark. Obscura, which I don't think is even mentioned in things. Scarlet Hammer, which is apparently the part of the KGB and USSR, but still exists. Okay. Yeah, things like that. There's only a couple of them. Okay. Um, next, uh, you found um, one of the, I guess, entries by the GSC. It's, yeah, um, they're all pretty long because they all have, like, a tail to kind of go with it. Mm-hmm. This is um, KTE-2013-Kapala-Mendez, and then the, the link is just scp-wiki.net slash forward slash and then all of that. Um, it's subtitled The King's Spears. Mm-hmm. That one's uh, on the wiki page this time. Yeah. Do you want to go in, ahead and read the first couple of parts of it? Yep. All right. Uh, the authorized response level is four, which uh, in parentheses, severe threat. Mm-hmm. It is, oh, uh, there's a note at the top. This document is classified sanguine Capricorn Gimel under secret UN security resolution 187. Unauthorized viewing is a, federal, is a felony under international law. Mm. Bye. <laughs> Okay. You're not viewing it. You're reading. You're hearing us. We're viewing it. Would that count? Okay. Would that count technically just because we're I the wonder. ones viewing it and they're the one hearing it? Or does it matter either way? Who knows? I don't, I, <laughs> when it comes down to it, I don't think they really care. But whatever. When it comes down to it, this is fiction. Shut up. You're ruining the immersion. <laughs> Come on. The immersion. You should know better okay. than this. They, oh. I mean, pretty much every game review website uses it, it like in every paragraph ever. So, you know, like. You should know it by now. Immersion. Okay. <laughs> Artifact is a set of seven short spears which appear to have been crudely fashioned out of raw iron. 
When in close proximity, the artifact generates an extra-dimensional portal of a size and stability proportionate to the number of component spheres present. Six spheres generate a portal large enough to allow passage of entities larger than humans, and which may last for hours. Four or five spheres are sufficient to create a humanoid-sized aperture for approximately an hour. Three spheres create a portal sufficiently to allow a child-sized entity through and will last only minutes. Two spheres can create micro-portals, which last only seconds. They are, however, sufficient to cause harmful chemical and temperature changes in their vicinity and may pass insect or microbios, microbiolo, microbial scale entities. There we go. Yeah. Uh, that was cut off between two lines, too. Even harder to read. <laughs> Threat and... In- <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't cut off between two lines. No, that and was yet- two normal words. <laughs> okay. Threat entities collectively known as KTE-2032-Ragweed-Mendez, the king's demons, may emerge from these portals. Said entities are highly variable in appearance and capabilities, but all appear unilaterally hostile. It is believed that if all the component artifacts were reunited through with pr- appropriate rituals, either a portal, pa- a portal powerful enough to allow PTE-616-Mendez-X-Machina, the Scarlet King, which is mentioned a lot, and I don't know if there's a anything that there's yeah, a couple there's a couple things that propose what it could be. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I feel like I remember us doing that, so maybe we we may want to do an episode on him later. On, yeah, or it, I guess. Yeah, there's a bunch. There's a couple different proposals that I don't remember if they're di- like suggesting different things, kind of like oh, and I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I gotta look at them again. Uh, entrance to our reality, or the gen- or the generation of a threat entity similar to KTE two one six black Mendes child, the seventh bride would result. This outcome would likely be disastrous, potentially requiring the implementation of procedure Picasso. Pizzicato. Pizzicato. There we go. Each of the component spheres share the following capabilities: the generation of small quantities of human and porcine blood on their surfaces and in their immediate environment. The okay. infliction of nightmares, anxiety disorders, and in cases of long-term exposure, phobias and hallucinations in inv- individuals within close proximity. I'm beginning to see why they're called the King's Demons as well, but, you know. The infliction of a fast-acting hemorrhagic disease that typically proves fatal within a few days when used to pierce the skin of a living individual. Oh my god. <laughs> the infliction of a possession state upon physical contact. <laughs> it's just getting worse. Yeah. Just no, 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 no over here. Each component seems to house or channel the consciousness of a powerful KTE-2032-Ragweed-Mendes entity, which takes irrevocable control of the wielder's faculties. All possessing entities appear to share the goal of acquiring the other component spears. Each component spear also possesses properties unique to it. Said properties are described below. I can read these if you want. The title, yeah, sure. The titles are okay. Uh, so KTE-2013-Alpha-Kapala-Mendes. Fruit here after referred Brody. to as KT-2013-alpha. When used to pierce the skin of an individual or create a trance-like state in the victim, the wielder of the spear may then verbally command the victim. The wounds caused by the spear still inflict a debilitating and typically fatal uh, hemorrh- hemorrhagic illness. The possessing entity has, identif- has identified itself as Ramavaduk, the glorious, and exhibits narcissistic and histrionic behaviors verging on delusion. KTE-2013-bravo-kapala- Dash Mendes Dash Lovelock, um, herefore hereafter referred to as KTE Dash Twenty Thirteen Dash Bravo, possesses the ability to transform any water it comes into contact to into blood at a rate of approximately ten gallons per second. Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> um, 
Various vermin species, including insects and rodents, are attracted to the artifact, often in improbably great numbers. But on congregating around the artifacts, that animals will begin to drag or carry the spear in the direction of the other component spears. The possessing entity has identified itself as a monokiffin, the uh, noisum, and appears to suffer from a psychosis resembling uh, hepaphrenic schizophrenia. The insects that the component attracts uh, tend to swarm this entity violently. Uh, real quick, I, I just want to point out, uh, imagine seeing like a bunch of like rats, like sewer rats or, or like dung beetles just carrying around this like rustic spear. Like you're just like in the middle of New York and you just see that. <laughs> um, Seems like a movie from like 2005. It probably would be, honestly. <laughs> um KTE-2013-Charlie-Kapala-Mendes-Plague. dash dash charlie dash kapala dash mendes dash plague hereafter referred to as KTE-2013-Charlie. When held, may inflict the hemorrhagic disease typical of wounds inflicted by it on individuals within close proximity. In addition, the holder tends to vocalize uncontrollably. While most vocalizations are nonsense or mishmashes of dead languages, approximately 2% are dangerous auditory cognito hazards. In addition, both the inflicted hemorrhagic disease and the cognito hazard are contagious. They form a microbiology by, uh, the former microbiologically, the latter um, medically, though with a low transmission rate. Due to these properties, the name and nature of the possessing entity is presently unknown. KTE-2013-Delta-Kapala-Mendez-Caliburn, hereafter referred to as KTE-2013-Delta, inflicts an accelerated form of the hemorrhagic illnesses when used to puncture an individual's skin, killing the victim in minutes rather than days. The possessing entity is violently psychotic and largely incoherent, but has identified itself as Karal Ba, further titles unknown. KTE-2013-Echo-Kapala-Mendez-Green, hereafter referred to as KTE-2013-Echo, grants the wielder the abilities of a low-level type green entity, most notably uh, prekinesis, levitation, and the infliction of hallucinations. In addition, the spear seems to power the abilities by draining energy from the wielder, causing crippling muscle atrophy, and eventually fatal multiple organ system failure. No wielder has survived longer than one week. The possessing entity has identified itself as Tothner, the broken, and seems to possess the unstable malignant megalomania one typically finds in late-stage type green entities. KTE-2013-Foxtrot-Kapala-Mendez-Spiral, hereafter referred to as KTE-2013-Foxtrot, allows the wielder to open a form of extra-dimensional aperture allowing instantaneous travel. Said portals appear as a wall of fire and, uh, it says roiling? Shadowy substance? And any individual using said portal other than the wielder is instantly killed by it. The name and nature of the possessing entity are unknown, as the wielder will not speak after picking up the object. They will, however, attempt immediately to gather the other component spirits using using the created portals. The properties of KTE-2013-Golf-Kapala-Mendez are currently unknown. Seems like they lost one. What? That's, that's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah, but I, I feel like even if, if they had lost it, that means it, in order to lose something, you have to have it in the first place. And so I would assume that they somehow would have had to. They they either knew about it, like know that it exists, but has never gotten the chance to like witness it or, or no one has gotten out alive, which is spooky. Or because I, I don't think they could have lost it, right? Because if, if they lost it, that means they would have had to have it, which I would assume would have meant that they would have written something down. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you know. Uh, rules of engagement. Components of the KTE-2013 have proven resistant to both mundane and thaumaturgic in attempts to liquidate them. Any users or cultists in possession of unrecovered component spears are to be immediately liquidated. 
direct physical contact with those is to be with the components of the the the, the KTE dash twenty thirteen. KTE twenty thirteen. I'm trying to think of a of a shorter way to say it. Just say KTE to, at this point. Yeah. Uh, is to be strenuously avoided. Agents who make physical contact with the artifact components are to be assumed compromised and immediately liquidated. Killed. And arranged <laughs> yeah, we got that. Sanguine Capricorn <laughs> Gimel with the foundation for the long-term containment of KTE components until such a time that they can be liquidated. The foundation is storing the artifact components as black box items and has agreed to turn them over to coalition agents if an effective made method for liquidation is discovered. I don't think you can be liquidated and not die. Yeah, well... I well, I yeah I, I like it. Depends on your definition, I guess. Sword, if you are at the point where you are literally melting, I don't think you're really gonna be alive that long. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, six or seven of them. Uh, we're not gonna read all the history because there's a lot. You yeah, we're gonna skip yourself. that. It's it's pretty. But long. six or seven of them were comp- recovered by the foundation uh, when they raided Children of the Scarlet King. Mm-hmm. They also recovered the Seventh Bride. The seventh component is believed to still be in the possession of the children of the Scarlet King. Mm-hmm. Alright. Uh, did you want to read the uh, appendixes, or no? No. We okay. can... Uh, well, maybe. Hold on. We've been going about 25 minutes, if that matters. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay yeah, we can do it. Okay, we're going to read the uh, appendixes... Um, down at the bottom because they're they're pretty quick. Um, I guess like we said, we're gonna skip the history because that's a long long boy. Hmm. Um, yeah, we could come back to it at some point, but mm-hmm. not now at least. Uh, I'll do number one. You want to do number two? Sure. Okay. So appendix 001 observed KTE dash uh, 2032 dash ragweed dash Mendez and entities. So, first incident, recovery of KTE-2013 in Johannesburg. Status, liquidated. Appearance and abilities, approximately 9 feet in height. Roughly humanoid, appeared flayed with uh, musculature exposed. Skull, bovine in shape. Levitated, seemed to direct other instances. Recovery of uh, KTE in Johannesburg, once again. Liquidated, uh, quadrupedal, scaled, colorfully violet and green in coloration. Possessed a beak and over a dozen tentacles emerging from back. Tentacles found to be covered in corrosive substance. No eyes or other sensory organs apparent. Recovery of KTE in Johannesburg. Liquided. Liquidated. Centroid in body shape. Lower body seems to be that of a goat below the neck. Upper body consists of a torso, arms, and head of a diminutive humanoid entity. Flesh black and gelid. Tar-like. Entity displayed ability to conjure small but hot and difficult to extinguish balls of flame. Breached three days post-recovery. Liquidated. Entity appeared to be an animate suit of medieval armor, constructed of an unknown dark metal heavily marked with rust. Entity displayed extreme strength and hardness. Reached three days post-recovery. Liquidated. Entity appeared to be a malformed fetus the size of a small adult. Entity possessed a third arm emerging from its chest and a third eye on its forehead. Both the extraneous organs and the typical ones appeared non-functional. Entity levitated and periodically let out a screech loud enough to incapacitate personnel. Reached three days post-recovery. Liquidated. Entity appeared to be on an emaciated humanoid with the, within the head, sorry, with the head of an oversized vulture. Entity was armed with splinter bones, apparently human femurs, which it used as stabbing implements. Entity displayed superhuman speed and fighting skill. Breached three days post-recovery, liquidated. Entity appeared to be a giant, approximately four foot tall. Okay. 
<laughs> Redskin for oh, Redskin Frog with four extremely poisonous scorpion mm-hmm. tails and three eyes. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I saw a giant, giant and I saw four, four feet foot tall. tall. It, it's just, a four foot tall giant. I didn't get it until I saw frog. frog. It's a giant yeah. frog. That's jeez. Uh, Some of my frog. friends are four feet tall. So like, imagine that as like a frog with three eyes. I, I'm I'm good. Thanks. Um. Breached three days post-recovery, liquidated. Entity was a heavily muscled creature, approximately seven feet tall, while constant uh, con- constituent body parts were approximately humanoid. The entity was tripodal, and three torsos emerged from its waist, each of which bore three arms, one emerging from where the neck would typically be, and a single large yellow eye in the center of each chest. Entity displayed startling strength and physical resilience. And finally, breached three days post-recovery, liquidated. Entity possessed a large serpentine tail in the place of the lower body, Torso, arms, and head all humanoid. Entity appeared heavily decomposed and possessed no facial features. Entity displayed the ability to conjure a dark fluid, which possessed momentum upon manifestation, allowing it to be effectively flung. Fluid combusted when it came in contact with organic material. Ooh. So, <laughs> it uh, it went through a lot of changes. Beastie things. Well, those all came out of the portals that the spears made. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I, I was I paying assume. attention while I was reading that, clearly. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to what I was reading. All right, here's the Sanguine Corp Capricorn Gimel documentation. Uh, it is hereby agreed by the Emissaries of the Overseas Council of the Foundation and the Office of the Undersecretary General of the Global Occult Coalition. That's a lot of titles. That the items known <laughs> both as SCP-Redacted-1-6 through through and KTE-2013-Alpha through Foxtrot shall be held in containment by the Foundation. It is agreed that the Foundation will contain these items in accordance with security recommendations extended by Coalition Research Staff, recommendations noted in Appendix 12C. It is agreed that the Foundation will contain these items under the highest possible classification. That was ignore that. the second voice crack in that. Oh, was it? I yeah. Mean, it was the, the first one. No, there was one, like, right when you started, and I was going to say something about it, but you had, like, this really good flow going, and I wasn't trying <laughs> to mess it up, because I know sometimes I say stuff and you can't hear me, so you just say, what? But I, oh, wow. Oh, oh my boy. god. Boy, boy, <laughs> okay, All right. continue. It is agreed that the Foundation will return these items should progress in finding an effective me- method of liquidation be made as per Section 2.2.A. It is agreed that these items pose a global, that this is Section 2. It is agreed that these items pose, pose a global threat and that actions to ameliorate the threat will be taken by both signee organizations. A. It is agreed that the Global Occult Coalition... Physics and Ptolemy divisions will continue to research me- methods of liquidating the objects. It'd be, it is agreed that both organizations will continue to suppress the astrological religious organization known as the Children of the Scarlet King, or Group Mendez. C. It is agreed that both organizations will attempt to locate and recover SCP-blank-7 slash KTE-2013-Gulf. It is agreed that this item is included in the previous and subsequent terms upon recovery. Then there's some things about the bride the bride i think the black the something it's a person it's a link to a person with people that are relevant to the scarlet king as always mm. and there's also a link that is just says link to a tale called dust and blood uh which is also about that hi everyone thanks for listening to the show this is the mid roll we're doing it uh <laughs> be sure to share the show please tell people Mm-hmm. I really, really appreciate it. Tell people and also tell them that the first episodes sound real bad. <laughs> and that it gets better. We because were... I learned how to edit good. Uh-huh. We were still trying to figure our shit out, man. 
Dope yeah, things. I can possibly remaster those at some point, but I it it'll take a bit. So <laughs> yeah, but it's really appreciated that you guys have been sharing it so much, mm-hmm. and it's really appreciated that you guys have been listening. Honestly, yeah, it's been really cool. Yeah, and if you want to support us further, we have a Patreon. Uh, which will eventually include bonus episodes, which are available at the five dollar uh, level. One dollar gets you a shout out on the next midroll section. Five dollar gets you access to an exclusive channel in the Discord, as well as whatever cut content or bonus episodes we do in the future, which could be things like bloopers or a compilation of how many times we can't speak, yep. or things like that. Uh, it also gets you a shout out. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the Discord, um, the link to that is in our Twitter, uh, which is at SCP or SE podcast show um, or twitter.com forward slash SE podcast show. Um, once again, link to that in the bio of that, as well as um, the links to our, our, our personal Twitters. If you want to follow those um, for uh, sponsors, uh, for sponsorships, promotional messages and, and personal messages, go, please go ahead and email SE podcast official at gmail.com. Oh, and thank you to Kevin MacBad for providing our music under the title twisting. We'll get you right back into the episode now with some actual skips from the Foundation side of things that have at least some relevance to the Global Coalition. Uh, so yeah, so next we are going to be reading uh, SCP-065, uh, also known as the Destroyed Organic Catalyst. Um, the item number, obviously, SCP-065, Object Class Euclid. Um, special Containment... Pre- con- spe- How many fucking times have I read this? Special Containment Procedures. We're- 11 episodes in, I should have this down. Uh, as SCP-065 cannot be moved, has been contained on site, and site blank blank has been established around it. Site blank blank has been marked as a government research facility off-limits to civilians and unauthorized individuals attempting to gain access to the area are to be detained, questioned, and administered a Class A amnestic if deemed necessary by site security. An Area 17... Uh, mile no that's meter an area 17 meters in radius around the center of scp-065 has been designated the red zone personnel may not enter the red zone of 065 at any time and experimentation with 065 may only be performed with prior approval from at least two level three senior research uh staff personnel at high risk of cancer must not be assigned to site blank blank and all site blank blank that two blanks, sorry. Personnel must uh, undergo mandatory monthly physical evaluations, including cancer screenings. There's a photograph. This is a photograph of SCP-065 exhibiting visual distortion because there's like it's kind of weird and distorted and grainy and shit. Yeah, blurry, grainy, and it looks to be of a farm field. Yeah, but yeah, it's distorted and blurry and grainy and weird. Mm-hmm. For a description, uh, 065 is a syrup is SCP. I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> okay, I'll try again. 065 is a spherical region of space approximately 12 meters in radius located on a farm near Redacted. So, yeah, it is a farm. 065 was formed by the destruction of an anomalous artifact on site by the Global Occult Coalition on blank blank slash blank slash blank blank. Immediately following this initial event, the radius of 065 was estimated to have initially expanded to 108 meters in radius, resulting in the deaths of 11 GOC operatives and 5 civilians. Since containment by the Foundation, the effect, the effective radius of 065 has shrunk to and remained stable at its current size. 065 causes... Uh, you, want, you want to say something? Yeah, the Global Coke Coalition. This is kind of an example of how destruction isn't always the best solution, y'all. Because they blew up a thing and it did bad. Mm-hmm. Um, 
SCP-065 causes abnormal transfiguration of any living organism within its effective area within its area of effect. Sorry, this these effects include, but are not limited to, regression of specialized cells to an undifferentiated stem state, spontaneous separation and fusion of undifferentiated cells, spontaneous necrosis of living tissue and reanimation of dead tissue, rapid genetic mutation of living tissue. These effects occur at a rate proportional to the mass and complexity of the organisms. Plants and insects show few, if any, effects. Small animals will exhibit alterations following several days of exposure. Larger animals will show harmful mutations within hours, and all human subjects exposed to the red zone have been fatally altered within approximately 15 minutes of exposure. To date, all attempts at directly observing the center of SCP-065 have failed, as 065 causes a form of extreme sensory confusion in all observers and extends to recording equipment. Affected personnel have reported highly distorted vision and hearing that persists for several hours and can result in severe dizziness and nausea. And they have uh, two addendums there. Um, one, uh, which is researcher note, on blank, 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 a robotic rover design, uh, designed to use a somatosensory rather than visual or acoustic navigation managed to reach the center of 065 and retrieve several objects. When pieced back together, these objects appear to be the shattered fragments of a stone figurine of Kokopali, a Native American fertility de deity. Along with, with pre-incident data obtained from the Global Occult Coalition, it appears that this artifact has been used by the civilian family to boost the yield of their farm, and only came to the attention of the GOC when an investigation by the United States Department of Agriculture revealed genetic markers in their supposed organic crops consistent with those of genetically modified organism GMO crops. The GOC attempted an on-site destruction of this artifact, resulting in the creation of 065. Following this incident, the GOC contacted a foundation, uh, Iason? I think, yeah. Uh, and requested, okay, Iason and requested assistance in containing the resultant anomaly, Dr. Blank. And then two, attached document. The following document was recovered from the formerly civilian-owned farmhouse at site blank blank. John, I heard things aren't going so well back at home. I wish I could come back and help right now, but it's tough over here right now as well, and we're on the verge of some important discoveries. I know it's not much, but I found this during the trip. The man who gave it to me described it as a representation of that which is and that which might be. Land by the cornfield, and hopefully we'll make ends meet. See you soon, G. Just a well-wisher. Mm -hmm. Then the GOC blew it up. <laughs> a little, little over the top, but, you know, sometimes big boy booms are fun. Yeah, and sometimes they cause things that give everyone cancer. Hey, we all have different definitions of fun, okay? It's just kind of sort of a subjective thing. <laughs> I mean, it can raise the dead, sort of. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that I mentioned the, the, the living and dead tissue. So, like, it can make it can bring dead tissue back. It won't do anything to the person itself, but your cells won't be dead anymore. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, you know, it killed all those people. So did it, like, reanimate their bodies? or? No, I think it just killed them. It just killed them, but then it left them there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, probably. All right, our next one's going to... Our next one is weird because it, re it has a redesign of the site for, uh -huh. as far as I can tell, no reason. And... This is not anywhere else. I can't find a way to, like, say, turn it on. It's the same normal site. It's not, like, a special format or anything. It's just, well, it, there are some different colors, and then a lot of the stuff is on the side, and it's, it's got, just, like, like, formatted differently. If you highlight um, over the menus, they pop up in a better menu that's kind of transparent. Yeah, also, I don't know. Display um, more things. Anyways, it's, uh... This one's also very long, so I don't know if we're going to make it through. Uh-huh. Um, we'll try, it, though. It is uh, SCP-4989. Um, also, the subtitle is "The Siege of Site 89." Yeah. Um, you wanna go ahead oh and read boy, this? Oh boy, there's a lot of them. 
Okay. Object class Keter, but that's crossed out. It's neutralized. It says that by order of the Overseer Council, the following file is level four dash level four slash four sorry four nine eight nine classified. Unauthorized access is forbidden. It's classified. Object class is Keter. Crossed out. Neutralized. Mm-hmm. There's a picture that I don't know. What it looks that like a could kind of like a bunch of mountains. Be. Kind of like a bunch of mountains with some big old like river patterns on them. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Photograph found on the body of an SCP-4989-A dash dash instance believed to show the approach to Site 89. Special containment procedures. Following the events of Incident 4989-911, SCP-4989 is believed to be neutralized. However, previous containment measures must remain in place. A Foundation task force is still to monitor communications channels for any 4989 instances among the general public. All Foundation personnel are to remain on a heightened level of alertness and combat readiness, especially those in active combat roles, in case of a of an SCP-4989 incident targeting them. Should a 4989 incident occur in the vicinity of any Foundation personnel, they are to remove themselves from this vicinity as soon as possible. On no account allow any 4989-A instances to make physical contact with you. If you survive a 4989 incident, please file a report with crossed out Director Simon Kells Director Mary McKenzie, Project Lead on 4989. Description 4989 refers to a series of anomalous events. These events consist of the sudden manifestation of multiple humanoids, hereby referred to as 4989-A instances, in the vicinity of a particular individual or individuals. 4989-A instances will then attempt to make physical contact with their targets, and if they are successful, will demanifest, taking their targets with them. 4989-A entities all wear identical uniforms emblazoned with the logo of the SCP Foundation. These uniforms appear to be designated, designed for cold weather usage and prevent any outside observers from seeing the, empty, the entity beneath. As 4989 instances are able to demani- demanifest at will and appear to automatically demanifest upon suffering serious or fatal injury, no detailed observations or interrogations have been made to date. Approximately 79% of 4989 events over the past three decades have targeted Foundation personnel, all of whom operated principally in combat-oriented roles. Orientated roles, sorry. A further 16% of events have targeted members of the ORIA, 3% have targeted members of other GOIs, and 2% have targeted individuals with links to national militaries. No other trends have been noted in these events. SCP events have been recorded as far back as 476 CE. A total of 909 events are known to have taken place, although the real figure is estimated to be much higher. Sharp increases in the number of events can be seen after the the advent of firearms and following the establishment of the Foundation and the ORIA. Addendum 1. Please note that that due to the retirement of Dr. Mary McKenzie, Dr. Simon Kells has temporarily taken over as project manager. Due to Dr. Kells' impending redacted and his involvement with the design of the planned Site-89, a replacement is expected to be found by... 24-12-2018. 24-12-2018. One thing, one thing I want to say real quick is just I noticed, you know, with the doctors and the directors and everything, I I've, personally, I think this is the first time that I've seen anyone use both their first and their last name. Yeah, that doesn't happen a lot. And when it does, it's usually either a specific character or, in this case, a much more recently made article. Yeah, because most of them don't even have the full last names. It'll just have, like, Dr. R or Dr. B or something. Yeah, um, that's that's common in a lot of the earlier ones, and the more complicated ones usually have an actual name, especially if it's a recurring character and other things. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the okay, next one is, is file. Yeah, the next one is addendum two, which is a uh, a list of particularly notable SCP-4989 uh, incidents. There are a decent amount, so I'd say we could probably skip over them for now. If you want to do that. Yeah, there's a couple, but basically we should say a couple things. Okay. The first one is the first recorded incidents. The continuing ca- the continuation chronicle of Gregory described men in black clothes with the letters SCP emblazoned on their arms shortly after the time of Romulus Algolustus's. Nope, that's not it, whatever. Uh, several former members of the Emperor's Royal Guard. There's a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. There's one, uh, Incident 89, 1824, London to Norwich Road. The entirety of 05-4's personal guard. Oh. First event targeting Foundation members recorded in the year of the Foundation's establishment. No, This is this is the first article we've read that has a year of establishment, 1824. Okay. Which is, again, completely up to the reader. Uh-huh. If it's true or not. Notable for deliberately not tarting the O5 personnel, who later reported that they apologized to him and stated simply that they needed more bodies for the wall. <laughs> okay. Alright. Um and then Then there's the last the last one is from two thousand six in Minnesota. Two members of O five dash four's guard team. Wow, O four dash O five dash four just can't catch a break, huh? Yeah. Well this no, occurred he's during... fine. It's his people that are, are yeah. screwed. This <laughs> occurred during a major containment breach. An SCP-4989-A instances was heard to, heard to shout that they were that they were in the wrong time shortly before their manif- demanifestation. Okay. Yep. That's interesting. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, and then uh, finally we got Addendum Three um, on O9 or slash O7-2018. So that was September of last year. An instant abrupt. An incident. It, an instance abruptly manifested outside the office of Dr. Kells. This instance has been uh, fatally wounded with a gunshot to the chest. Unlike all other SCP-4989-A instances to date, it did not demanifest upon death. An autopsy revealed that it, that it to be an ordinary human female. An analysis of teeth and DNA revealed that she had grown up in West Africa at some point in the 13th century. Within the pockets of the instance's suit was an unknown electrical electronic apparatus which had been damaged irreparably by the gunshot. A photograph of the location of the plan site 89, see above, as well as three documents bearing an unknown foundation letterhead. The contents have been logged below. Which, you know, it has all the letters, um, which I think we can skip. No, we should no, we you should do them. Okay. They're not that long and they're kind of important. Okay. At least in some subtle parts. Okay. Uh we can alternate. You want to start with the yeah, other one? Yeah, I'll start. A notice to all Foundation personnel, 09-12-2084. Hmm. Hail to you all. Ooh. Due to the recent fall of the Hong Kong and the continuation, GOC, the Alliance's communication network has been irreparably compromised by the Other's forces, capitalized Other. As a result, the use of all electronic devices for any communications purposes is, to, is ordered to immediately cease. Communication must revert back to physical forms, such as printed paper. Some of you have expressed concerns over the feasibility under this new system of contacting our sites in Western Europe and the Americas, as well as our Imperial allies. These individuals should remember that as long as we control the skies, we still have control of the means of communication. Letters to other Foundation sites and to the Empire should be sent through the proper channels. No exception or tolerance will be permitted for alternative methods. We shall prevail. The Administrator. Then document two. A message to the Overseer's Council dated 20... Uh, slash 04 slash uh, 2085 
Hail to you all. I know some of you are concerned with the recent events at Site-89. Be rest assured that there is no possibility of the Shah's forces taking the site. Aside from, the, aside from upgrades to the sharding cannon implemented by Captain Afsina, the Mirage continues to hold steady and the walls have not yet been breached. Events are continuing to go as well as expected. I've been, aware, I've been made aware of objections to the continued presence of the apparatus at Site-89. Even if there was the slightest possibility of the Shah breaching that facility, I would remind you that we are still unable to break the protections left on it when the Horde buried it there, and thus cannot move it. I'm, perfect, I'm perfectly aware of the catastrophe that would ensue if it was taken, but we simply have no other option, even if there was a more secure site in existence, or any way remaining to safely transport it. Tend Quickly, to your... real quick, I'm going to cut in. Horde is linked. It goes to Golden Horde Blues, which I'm not going to read. It's a fairly short tale if you want to read it yourself, but it starts with the line, Look, I'm going to level with you the Romans perfected time travel. <laughs> okay. So... Let's time travel. That's this what this that's what this thing is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am perfectly aware of the catastrophe that will ensue if it was taken, but we simply have no other option. Even if there was a more secure site in existence or any way remaining to safely transport it, tend to Europe and America and leave Site eighty nine to me. We are the last facility capable of turning the tide in this war, and I intend to see that done. Focus on the continued military conversion and on preventing the Shah or the true GOC from crossing the Rhine and the Rockies. The true GOC's increasing dominance of the skies has led me to entrust this to Lieutenant Inari, in whom I have more faith in, in than anyone to deliver this safely. Please order her return immediately upon receipt of this message. I did not want her away from Site 89 for too long. The siege requires a constant supply of good men, and I can't afford to lose anyone. We shall prevail. The Administrator. Real quick. Um... I actually, I, okay, I'm pretty sure this is right, because I learned it, actually, today, um, it is, so, a Shah is basically, like, the name of, like, the leader, or the king of Iran, uh, so I, I don't know if that gives any context to it, um, but, interesting, yeah, so, okay, here's my impression, there's a big old letter here that might reveal some more, but what I think so far is, since it's titled The Siege of Site-89, I think those people at Site-89 are under siege, and this site is really? mainly containing this time travel machine, which they are using to beef up their personnel Okay. by going out and stealing people mm-hmm. who they know have military experience from either the ORIA or the Foundation. Yeah. These people are in the past, so obviously things are, you know... Mm-hmm. It's different for uh, them. Okay. Yeah. You read the last one? Yeah. Okay. Dear Martha, it's been too long since I last saw you. I'm so sorry I was not able to get there at the trail start. Trail is capitalized. But I hope you managed to get to the north safely. I know more than anyone how hard it is to get away from the foundation these days, but if anyone can do it, then it's the hand. The library is probably the only safe place left where none of them can get their claws into you. Serpent's hand is relevant. Okay. <laughs> Alright. I have some news, but you must not tell a soul in case the administrator finds out. I should be with you soon. I won't tell you how, too much stuff that could be deadly if this falls into the wrong hands, but it's almost bizarre that nobody's thought of this way before. I feel bad about leaving the Foundation like this, but I've got to get out somehow. I don't know how much longer I'll laugh, and expecting others to care is a luxury at this place. At this... In this place. You might wonder why I, did, I don't just go home when I tell you how I'm getting out. I do miss it, but things are more complicated than that. The stuff they put in my head changed the way I think. Made me modern, maybe unable to be what I once was. I can't go back to that world anymore. Can't see what it's like today. It's all been burnt in the war. And besides, I can hardly go without my dearest friend. It would be horrible to be permanently parted from you. There's so much to update you on. I visited the Turkmen front recently. 
Did you know it used to be called the ORIA instead of the ERIA? Oh, ORIA is the Organization for the Reclamation of Islamic Artifacts. Okay, yeah. So another group of interest which we should do, rather than the Empire, mm-hmm. for the reclamation of the. Oh, interesting. Plot. <laughs> <You'll>... <laughs> Thank you, you learned... for that clarification. Yeah. You learned so much doing this, it's almost enough to make me want to stay. <laughs> Studying the history of all these places is so necessary and so fascinating. That's why we're doing it. Ooh. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> and I made it, well, not a segue, we're halfway through a reading section. Shut up, just let me have my <laughs> And I made a new friend, a child in the hunger camps. Oh boy. I can't take him with me, sadly, but he's such a pleasant child. He made me a straw doll. God, 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 God alone knows where he got the materials. I know a letter, letter like this is foolish and unnecessary, and I can hear you berating me, but I need to get this stuff out. I still feel guilty, I really do, for leaving the administrator. He needs us all, I know. There have to be more bodies for the wall, but 89 is worse than ever. It's just frost, smoke, and ice, all billowing upwards, and the weapons. There are still humans in the Shah's army, but they keep bombarding us with the worst of sins. Bombarding them with the worst of sins. The cannon that warp reality, the mirage that drives them mad, and those terrible iron walls streaming blood from the constant fighting. They rise, up and up forever, only breaking for more weaponry to poke through. I don't know how much of the world's coal supply is stored beneath it, but it seems to keep going on forever. I've enclosed a photograph of what the Mirage looks like nowadays. It's quite ingenious. You can't even tell there's anything there at all. They all know, of course, but by the time they've bypassed the deception alchemy, they're too mad to put up much of a fight. The only thing that stopped us being completely overwhelmed by numbers. It's the the only thing that stopped us, but it's not enough. I don't think this siege will ever end. I'm going to be sending this from London, and I hope it manages to reach you. I'm being sent to deliver a note to the Opis, so I'll try to disappear there. With luck, I should be at the library in a month or two. I hope it's not too crowded there. Hope you're okay. I hope a lot of things. I wish I could stay. I know what I'm doing is wrong, but I just can't stay on like this without losing everything. It's necessary, but I can't live as just another body. I'm thinking of you, Inari. I think Inari is someone from something else, but I don't... I'm not certain. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, um, underneath it, it said, Following this incident, Dr. Kells took the decision to cancel the planned construction of Site 89 and to forbid any further use of item 899, or, sorry, yeah, 89939 in an attempt to prevent further SCP-4989 manifestations. Addendum 4, on, uh, 23-12-2018, an SCP-4989 event occurred outside Dr. Kells' office in Site 75. This event was notable for the highly unusual pattern of behavior demonstrated by the SCP-4989-A instance, which communicated with Dr. Kells for several minutes. A video and audio feed has been installed by Dr. Kells in his office. Uh, a log can be found below. Now that is long. All right, and we can read that audio feed. I'll be the 4989-A1. Okay. Uh... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. Um, okay. Uh... Began log, the video shows Dr. Kell's office. It is after dark, and only a couple of small lamps, one on his desk and one on a nearby bookcase, provide light. The room is consequently dim and dark. Dr. Kells is writing a report at his desk. After 19 seconds, an SCP-4989-A instance, hereafter referred to as 4989-A1, abruptly appears in front of Dr. Kells' desk. It stands facing Dr. Kells, who looks up with a start. Well, I was wondering when one of you would turn up. 4989-A1 does not respond. I imagine you've got people watching your precious site in 89. I also imagine you have a whole host of spies located up and down the years of construction. Well, unfortunately for you, I can put a stop to the whole thing right now. The apparatus isn't so important to us. 4989-A1 does not respond. 
If you're planning on doing something to me, then hurry up. I don't have all day, you know. But without me, there's no Site-89 and apparatus for you to get your hands on. Oh, there will be, Simon. 4989-A1 presses a point on the side of its neck, and the suit immediately begins to fold away from him. When it has fully come off, a humanoid figure is revealed, who looks identical to Dr. Kells. Dr. Kells abruptly starts and stands up, looking shocked. Uh, what, what kind of... How have you... It's really very simple. Mind if I have a seat? 4989-A1 takes a seat in the armchair in front of Dr. Kells' desk. Tomorrow, your job as provisional project manager ends. You'll become 05-4, and you'll fly over to Site-01 to be sworn in. It is there that you'll discover that the 05 Council has access to certain advanced technologies that allow them to extend their lifespan. To prevent any aging, and to keep them constantly renewed at their own age. You'll have moral qualms about it, at first, sure, but you'll need you'll do it in the end. It's for the greater good, after all. 499-A1 lights a cigarette and begins smoking. Dr. Kells slowly sits back down again. The years will pass, and you'll do well for yourself. Very well. You'll end up being the chief member of the council, and one by one, as they get killed in some meaningless action or other, as they drop like the flies they are, there, as there isn't enough substance for the newer members to be anything other than mediocrities, you'll end up as the last one left, the only one with power, the... The administrator. You are the administrator. Quite. And so are you, or you will be. The position will have been empty for a long time by then, but in times of war, a dictator is necessary. When it's done, I'll retire somewhere. Crozier Island, perhaps. We always did like the cold there, but until then, I need to win this war. The Red Shah, he's... Don't say his name, please. It doesn't go do good to remind the world of what he is, and what we did. That's a link, I'm gonna click it, because I can't... It's a proposal for 001, and it's the proposal of the Scarlet King, so... Mm -hmm. The guy, the Red Shaw is the Scarlet King. Okay. One interpretation. What matters is that the enemy's at the door, and he's not happy. Why do this? Why are you taking people? Because I need bodies for the wall, and there are none left. I'm trapped in the far, far north of Siberia, at Site eighteen, at Site 89, and nobody can help us. The legions have the land, the traitors have the sky, and the ice has the ocean. Nothing can get in or out of Site 89, and the only people left have their own problems to deal with, thousands of miles away. I need manpower. I need bodies. This? That is monstrous. Oh, undoubtedly, but you've been here too long to still have principles about these things. We take them, we put stuff in their heads to make them fight and understand. We put them on the wall to fight, the man the cannon, to die. That's our world now. That's where your grand project will lead us. We try to take Foundation people when we can, or ORIA people for the, our friends down south. But too much change at once is a shock to the system, so we have to spread it out a bit across time. We try to get one... Get ones who can hold a gun, at least. Are you alright? You look quite pale. You can change time. You can stop all of... No, sorry, I really can't. You remember what happened the last time we accidentally fucked the timeline up. That's another link to another thing. It's Crozier Island. It's a perfect sphere composed of snow, and it does a bunch of things. It's floating. There's a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. Your career took decades to recover after that blunder. And besides, it wouldn't work. The timeline has ways of correcting itself. The most damage we've done is almost screwing up, screwing the fall of Rome up and messing up the late Maya, who are doomed anyway. You can't get the staff, you see. Training those idiots is just too much. Shut up. Just, just shut up. L let me think. Take your time. I'm in no hurry. I can travel in time, after all. There is silence for several minutes. 4989-1A1 continues smoking. You. You're what I turn into. Don't act so surprised. Oh, shut up. You smug little... Look, what the hell do you want from me? If everything really is so hard to change, why should I, why should what I do alter anything? What is this? 
I know for a fact it changes things because I remember being you. There is silence for several seconds. What? I remember sitting where you're sitting. I remember, well, I don't fully remember. I think I might have changed something this time around. But I remember myself sitting there full of outrage and indignation as I argued against the inevitable. And the version of me that came from the future changed my mind. I stopped the cancellation of Site-89, took my seat on the council, and did what I had to be done. Because it does have to be done. Stealing people from the past? I told you. I need bodies. And none of you need them, caught up in your primitive tribal wars with one another or containing little outbreaks of anti-memes or statues. You think the cons- You think the conceptual nightmares or Hindu snake gods that haunt your waking thoughts survived? The Shah is in everything, and our heads are hollow hearts. He can't be stopped, except by bodies thrown against him, except by this desperation. You don't know that. I do. I've seen him. There is silence for several seconds. You've seen? It was the fifth year of the war on a snowy day. Those early years were pure carnage. Fifth year, early years. I was leading our forces <laughs> in a massive offensive against their position in the Altai Shan. We thought we'd finally made some headway in this campaign after years of failure. His forces were retreating. We'd won the day, and then he came. I saw him, Simon. I saw what he was. I saw all the bile, the howling, the hate-filled rage of this thing that man had made. It was like staring at a pattern screamer, but more hollow. I understood then what I'd told myself so long ago. As we fled, our minds on the edge of madness, I vowed that we would never lose. We would not fall. We would prevail. I understood the truth of the world today. Its meaninglessness, its desperation, like the dark eyes of an eel in those moments when we cling screaming to life. I won't go like that. We will prevail. You must have tried something else. What about... Anything you suggest has already been tried. I, or one of the others, or someone in the Empire, or the fucking GOC pretenders in Hong Kong. It's been tried. There's nothing else. There's just the wall. Rights, mercy, ethics, tolerance, those are peacetime things. What we need now is bodies. What we need now is meat. This is war, and I don't care what happens as long as one of us can stand up upon the body of the Shah's last follower and still be alive. 84989-A1 stubs out a cigarette and rises, standing over Dr. Kell's desk. You have to give Site-89 the go-ahead. You have to keep letting us take your soldiers. We'll be careful. We'll make sure nothing too deadly gets loose. You can always recruit more. You have all the manpower in the world. A silence ensues for several moments. I... I can't just do that. It's not... I... I I'm not... You're not... You're... You're making exactly the same whimpering noise as I made years ago. And I know what I did, Simon Kells. I know what I am. And I know what you'll do. What you have always done. Every time... Every slightly altered iteration has had this talk. 4989-1 begins to walk away. Dr. Kells is silent. Be seeing you, in a manner of speaking. 4989-A1 abruptly demanifests... Dr. Kells is left alone, staring at the snow outside his window. After several minutes, he presses a button on the underside of his desk, deactivating the camera. I'm going to add log. Um, and there is one more thing. Uh, it says, further information restricted to level 5 personnel uh, only. When you click that, it says, welcome overseer. Um, I can read this real quick. Uh, it says, yes. at uh, 6.23 the next morning, Foundation personnel entered Dr. Kells' office to find that he had committed suicide using a standard-issue firearm. A short note was left by Dr. Kells to explain his actions. I know you're never going to read this. You're not even going to have ever existed in, in a minute. But having considered the matter deeply, I think that you're talking a load of utter horseshit. I believe you've seen the Shah. I believe you've been tortured by what you saw. I believe everything you tell me is completely true, my dear Simon, but that doesn't somehow make it true. Your mind's too small for that. All our minds are. You'll never see any truth beyond your own eyes. You know why old men are so conservative, so backwards? It's not because of the wisdom of experience. It's because they don't know how to be anything else. 
they've seen so many disappointments and so much of the same old life that they can't conceive of anything else. Mine's narrowed to the point that any darkness is considered the ultimate truth. And that's all you are, Simon, an old man. You sink into darkness and mistake it for some ultimate truth, some nihilistic revelation of bitterness that comforts you to sleep. But just because you can see something in your frail little mind, you assume it can never be. You made this, Simon. You, we, were too weak. We, you, you turned humans into objects, into livestock. You smashed your training into their brains, turned medieval women into modern warriors. You kept them as chained prisoners, took away their personhood, took away who they were. And that's how you win a war? There's always another way than this. There's always a way out. Your petty fascism is the mark of incompetence, of hysteria and cynicism, and the pain of failing wrapped in a madness that looks, if you're the right kind of fool, like a rational truth. But people can't, people can't live like that. If you'd given them hope, if you'd given them a future, if you made them people, then there's nothing they wouldn't withstand. Make them rise with one heart and voice under a banner of truth. The Shah is small. The Shah is made of our weakness. You're wrong, Simon, and you always will be. You see, what's become very clear over the course of this conversation is that I'm not really the man for the job. The problem isn't the Shah's strength. It's your own. It's mine. Ours. After I let loose the snowfall, I vowed I'd never again let this kind of hateful purity of thought infect me. But here we are again. After all this time, the same old mistakes. So someone needs to remove us from the picture. The time won't. We'll, we'll change, of course. There's no stopping that, but I fail to see any worse outcome than this. We may be gone, but someone else will step up, because someone else always does. Because we're people. And when this Scarlet King comes to take us all, we'll be ready. We'll be fighting, and we'll be so very human. I'd say see you in hell, but where you're going, there isn't even that. Kells. He changed the timeline. Not again. Ah! Uh. <laughs> yeah, so that's not good then. Yeah, it's probably bad, in fact, I'd say. <laughs> I mean, that's usually what not good means, but... This okay. last one didn't have much to do with the Global Occult Coalition, huh? No, but it was still pretty cool. Yeah, probably would have gone better in a Scarlet King one, but, you know. Mm -hmm. And the site is still remodeled, and I don't know why. Yeah, and... You can as... scroll the sidebar separately now. Yeah, as well as with all of these, um, all of the ones on this, like, remodeled version of it, all the links to the other um, SCPs. It, the ones on there, they are remodeled, but I believe if you go onto the re regular website, they're not, so it, it's... Oh, yeah, wait, 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 yeah, hold on. Okay, no, I'm gonna go to the Horde link. Horde. No, they're not remodeled. Horde isn't remodeled. Uh, I was on one. I'm confused. If you have an explanation, please tell me. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, that's, that's weird. It's strange. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, this is one. This was mostly Scarlet King. We'll do Scarlet King in the future, probably after we finish the GOI groups of interest and stuff, which is still a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, who cares? Okay. Do you want to go ahead and and yeah, we can do the outro. Let's just outro. Let's. Okay. So the Global Cold Coalition, kind of in summary, they are mostly involved in politics. They are kind of an Illuminati. They are run by the United Nations in a sense, and they like to destroy. Anomalies rather than containing them. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're similar. Even when that's not the best idea. Uh, they're similar to the Foundation in that they're close in power, but they, they have the, the different basic I ideology of containment versus destruction. Destruction. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and then you know we also uh, read the uh, 2013 Capal Mendez, um, which was uh, sort of an insertion by the the, the general coalition, um, as well as uh, 065 and 4989, which I'm still confused about the whole remodeling thing, but w- whatever. Please tell maybe, us. You know what? Maybe it's because of the different timeline thing. Maybe because they changed the timeline that that has something to do with the different modulation of their website. That's an interesting thought. Because you know it, it has to do, because like I said, all the all the links to the other SCPs are remodeled on here, but on the other site, on the regular site, they're not. So maybe maybe that's why. Maybe because it's of the timeline. Um, yeah, or maybe they're just experimenting with a remodeled site. I like it. It looks nice. It looks very clean. Yes, it does. But okay, so that's basically we're done here. <laughs> okay. I can't Bye. Wait. It's a little bit aggressive, but yeah. So. This has been the Secure Contained Podcast. Uh, Once again, I've been your co-host, David. I've been your co-host. And we will see you guys next week. Next week. Uh, I don't know. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Stop the end of the episode. Waiting? Stop the end of the episode. Okay. Okay. Uh Uh, Next week should be on Marshall, Carter, and Dark. I don't know what that is, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Now we can say bye. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye.